wow. Look at that, you guys. This is my first, well, actually this is the second loaf of sourdough because you make two loaves, but yeah. hold on. Wow. Oh yeah, the ASMR folks are gonna love that. Athleisure that you wore to the rehearsal today? This is the athleisure that you keep thinking is a brand new shirt. <laughs> it's very versatile. Of, what type of witchcraft is there, this? It's called Lululemon. Oh. Yeah. No, I just meant, why do I keep thinking it's new every time? Do you wear it a lot? Sure. No. I you don't. don't? No. Oh, so that's why. There you go. You tricked me. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Uncertain Times. The times brum, they are still brum, brum. uncertain? Yeah, I mean, it just, it is what it is, folks. You know, it just, it really You hate is. it when people say that. It is what it is? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, but don't you hate it when people say that? No, that's not me. That's not you? No. There's somebody that I know who- It's not me, I don't care if people say I'm that. I'm 95% sure it's you. It's not me, not me. Maybe it's you- Maybe it's Brooke, because Brooke and I are so similar. <laughs> Could be. Possibly. No, it's not her. Uh, anyway, Maybe I'm Jason Zook. I'll tell you what you like and don't like. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife, Caroline Zook, who tells me what I like and don't like. <laughs> And this is a weekly show where, you know, we're all going through what we're going through right now. And if you're watching or listening to this in the future, then it's not going to make much sense to you. But you get to look back and be like, what, what was going on? But we're just talking about what it's like to build and run our businesses through this time. And we're trying to stay away from any news related things. Everyone's getting all that information from your this own sources. This is my sources. personal strategy and it's working very well for me. Yeah. Just not... Turn off social, turn off news. I've been barking up this tree with you for many years. We're not gonna rehash this. <laughs> Why I normally like to stay tuned into the news, but during this time where I'm doing what I can be doing, right? then it's like anything else is superfluous. Oh, unnecessary. Extraneous. Unnecessary. Superfluous means unnecessary. I don't know if that's the For exact those of you, right sure, usage. But. Sure. Uh, if you're listening at home or in your car or in your kitchen, or maybe you're on the sourdough journey like I was, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute, uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you're enjoying just this little, kind of like just unfiltered look here uh, at us doing this and just sharing the, some things. We were talking with, about this with a friend recently. It's hard to know what type of content is helpful or um, adding value to people's lives right now. Cause yeah. I know there are some people who are like, I just want business as usual because I want to feel, like, feel some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Other people are like, I cannot handle people who are not acknowledging the moment that we're in. So I think the answer is you just gotta do whatever feels right to you. And for us right now, what feels right and what has always felt right is being extremely transparent and sharing the process and the journey that we're always going through in the hopes that you can glean bits and pieces um, that will apply to your own life that will be valuable. So, And just so you approach. guys know, I've thought about kind of doing this more vlog style, these update videos, because I think that's a little bit more visually interesting and it's fun. And every time I start to think about that, I'm just like, not right now, you know? Not like, right now. we just have things we're trying to do. You know, we're all dealing with the emotions of this and every day feels like it's a month long. And I, every time I just, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start to record. And I'm just like, but why? So we can get like a couple more viewers on YouTube because it's not gonna help the podcast at all. So this is how I am still currently in this moment feeling about social. Right. I feel a little bit like as each week goes by, I feel more of an internal desire, not an external pressure to be creating content there. But until that scale tips, until it goes from being an external pressure, I should do this to an internal desire, I want to do this, I'm gonna steer clear of it because I told you this on our walk, something very interesting is happening right now, which after I got past the first two, I don't even know if this is on our list, but we're going there. Yeah, it's fine. 
After the first two weeks of like the anxiety, uncertainty spiral that I was in, I now feel like I've leveled out a bit and I've been able to manage that. And I'm kind of settling into whatever our new normal is going to be, which I know we'll talk about on this. But something very interesting has happened, which is that I feel like our lives have gotten a little bit simpler and I'm finding a lot of happiness in that simplicity. Yeah. Um, which just means like, I'm allowing myself not to do social media right now. We're not running around. Like we're just at our home, enjoying our place, enjoying each other, um, doing work that we Speak like. Speak for yourself. I'm going to get to that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and so like, I, I don't, I don't know if this is the answer for everyone, but for me and the way that I'm wired, I have actually found like a rhythm that I really like. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's jump into, uh, the first thing on this list, which, uh, was a pretty, hectic 48 hours for me earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, so Tea Tree is an online course platform that we now co-run because Caroline is on board. She's redoing the interface and the brand and super exciting just seeing what it's going to look like. And we're still probably a couple months away from that existing for everyone to enjoy, but I get to see it all, so I'm excited. Uh, but the one thing that, I, that you talk about the differences between running like a digital products company or a client company or a software company, there's just always give and take on all of them. And right. there's good and bad on all of them. And what you give up when you uh, maybe move from digital products to software is sometimes you're gonna have technical attacks or spam attacks or just technical nightmares that happen glitches. out of nowhere and glitches yeah. and things in the matrix that you're like, what happened? How did this happen? And this week, one of those things happened where some spammers from a country I will not name, uh, basically like just logged into Tea Tree. They created a manual account. They literally had to do it manually. Maybe we don't tell exactly. Well, then they just, I was just gonna say, they had to create a manual account because there's no way for them to just like spin up accounts. But once they did that, they found a, I'll call it a vulnerability, and it caused an issue of this, like 30,000 affected accounts that they created. So it didn't affect any of our users. Exactly. So it was a bunch of, again, spam fake it accounts. Wasn't, it wasn't compromising anyone's information. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. accessing data. It was, for lack of a better term, clogging our pipes. Ooh. And again, I don't want to give too many details as the person. Well, yeah. No, I mean, we just, we used our metaphorical Metamucil and we unclogged those pipes. Is that right? Or is it Mucinex? <gasps> I always no. get those two mixed well, up. Well, it depends on what pipes you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we used both. Mucinex is these pipes. Metamucil, Metamucil is, is those pipes. pipes. Mm. Mm, hashtag so, these pipes and those pipes. Anyway, I had to deal with that. It was a bunch of different emails to a couple of providers we work with and a developer that we use and just like all this stuff. And it was just such a bummer. But the point is, for any of you listening who may have been thinking about pivoting your business one way or another, no matter what you choose, there are always downfalls. There are always issues. There are always things. And you end up just trading one set of issues yep. for another. And you just have to know that. And so as frustrating as it was for me, I was actually less like angry at the people doing this. And, you know, Bob and I had to do the work. And more of just going like, ugh, what a waste of time right now. <laughs> you know, like, if you guys are going to hack our things, do it when it's not a pandemic. <laughs> Thank you. I'm already going through enough. Yeah, the, the last point that I wanna say on that is we talk about this idea all the time of the grass is always greener and it becomes very easy when you, for example, have like a monthly recurring business where you go, great, I have the stability of that, that income, but we sometimes are like, man, it's so hard to fight for every dollar on that versus doing like a big launch where you have scarcity and you get this big chunk of cash at one time. 
But when we used to do that, we would go, man, we really like- Well, wish, it's just a lot of pressure during yeah, the time. Yeah, we wish yeah. we had the stability of a monthly business, yeah. right? And then when you're working on clients, you're like, oh, I just want a digital product business. So it's like a little bit more yeah. um, easy and more passive. But then you do digital products and you're like, it's really hard for me to get quick cash in the door versus where I used to be able to just hire on one client and that was like thousands of dollars a month. Now I can't do that anymore. Uh, or we were talking about how excited we are to move to Teachery because software and it's a utility and we're not just selling information, but we're selling like practicality and tools. And yet, like Jason said, there's gonna be all these yeah. like, these, it's higher risk or higher stakes, for example. So I do think it's applicable to this time period because I know a lot of people who maybe they have a brick and mortar armed their business or whatnot are thinking, man, like I wish I, I wish I had set up my whole business to be digital. But we always talk about like, if this wasn't a pandemic right now, it could be a worldwide internet outage. And then our business would be completely demolished versus a brick and mortar. So it's like, there's vulnerabilities everywhere. There's opportunities everywhere. There's pros everywhere. There's cons everywhere. So all you can do is the best with the issues that you have been given um, and pivot your business. It's like Liz Gilbert has this saying, I forget if she said it in big magic, but and I don't know if this is considered an expletive, I guess it is, but she always says, um, what what kind of shit sandwich do you oh, wanna yeah, eat? It's yeah. like, there's there's crap that you're gonna have to wade through in every single different type of business, so you just gotta choose your shit sandwich. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, no matter what way you go in business, none of it's easy. Exactly. Someone may may show you that, oh, online courses look easy, and you get into that and you're like, oh, well, I don't know anything about the blah, 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 it's not easy. Oh, you should go back to clients, but how do you get clients? Maybe you haven't been in that world, that's not easy. Building software, certainly there's a lot of technical things. Like, none of it's easy. So it just doesn't matter what you choose. It's the, the shit sandwich metaphor. You just have to be prepared that you're going to eat a shit sandwich at some time and take your Metamucil, it'll help. All right. Also, last thing, we always say this, it's worth reminding, if someone's telling you that business is easy, they're selling you something. Yeah, yeah. So just be aware of that. We're never gonna be those people. Don't fall into um, them traps. We can certainly tell you ways to make it simpler. We can certainly tell you ways to make it more strategic. We can certainly you know, spare you some of the pitfalls that we've fallen into. We will never tell you that it's easy. Yeah. I'm hoping this doesn't come through on the microphone, but. Well, You're making zero noises. All right, great. I, no I could audio. just hear this like slight squeak and it was incredibly bothering to me. Uh, okay, this is a phrase that is definitely being tossed around a lot right now, and we actually heard it. Do you remember where we heard this phrase for the first time? Yeah, Greg. Yeah, so that was probably 2013. It's not like Greg came up with no, the no, phrase. no. I know. I'm just saying it's the first time I think we really heard it, and sure, it like sure, stuck sure. with us. Sure, sure, sure. So our friend Greg Hartle, who has been through a ton of health issues, I had another podcast with him called Move the Needle. Uh, there's a bunch of episodes if you want another podcast to, to listen to. Um, it's not ongoing anymore, but it's kind of fun to listen through and just kind of hear our journeys. But anyway, we were sitting down with Greg, and I think one of the things we were talking about with him, he's got these these major health issues, as I mentioned, and just like how do you how do you deal with this? How do you get through? Oh, it? I remember the story differently. Oh, okay. And I remember it in the context of, this is how I remember it at Okay, least. well, apparently I, I was We wrong, were at so. Takaloo in Jacksonville and, cause they didn't, didn't have to do with Greg's health issues cause Greg is, also happens to be a very astute businessman and businessman. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he he's got his AirPods in, he's taking calls, he's booking meetings, you know he's, how businessmen do. He's a businessman. And this is like probably seven or eight years ago. That's what I was saying, 2013 Yeah, so I'm like fresh into the world of owning my own business. And I'm hearing Greg talk about all of these like deals that he's, again, businessman. He's been in deals, okay? And I'm talking like he has done deals that are in the millions of dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, buying businesses or being in these like decision-making rooms. And I was like, Greg, like, 
how do you have the confidence to sit in on these deals and like negotiate for these different things in these sums of money that I can't even fathom? And I'll never forget, he said to me, he goes, well, it's just like you do one deal at, for a certain amount of money and that becomes your new normal. Yeah. And then you do another one and that becomes your new normal. And he, the concept he's talking about is just adjusting to you know, whatever that next biggest box is or that new like parameter that you're in. Yeah. So I remember it in the context of like doing deals and being a businessman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember it just with his health stuff. I just asked him like, how do you like wake up every day knowing you have this incredibly difficult looming health issue? And it's just that like that becomes your new normal. Like you're not going to be able to go back to exactly the way things were before. Yeah. So if you don't embrace the new normal, you're only ever gonna think about the way things were before and it's gonna drive you nuts. Which leads us to where we are right now. And I think so many people are finding that the more you try and force or think about life as it was and the way I had it a couple months ago and all that, the more stressed out you get, the more difficult doing your daily tasks become when you don't just say, guess what? This yeah. is my new normal moving forward. That doesn't mean it's my new normal forever. It means that for the next foreseeable future indefinite, I just need to establish new routines. I need to establish new daily rituals. I need to go on walks. I need to spend time with my family. Um, there's one person I'm gonna mention at the end of this who's a Waymer. I've asked some people to email in how they're dealing with this. And, and, and she just mentioned, if I tried to force doing work during the week, it just doesn't happen anymore. I have to take care of my kids. I have to help school them. You know, My husband and I are doing our best. So on the weekend, when I've never wanted to work on my business before, I'm now working on the weekend and my husband takes the kids and that's the time I focus on my business. And she was like, I never thought that would be the case, but this is my new normal and it's how I can get things done. I have so many things I wanna say about that. The you first, get three and a half. No, I get all the ones I want. Oh, okay. Um, the first one I wanna say is that just made me think about something that I personally learned in all of my anxiety struggles last year, which is just the idea of acceptance. And I know this gets like tossed around a lot, but I think it's a really, really important mindset thing because uh, I was going through such a tough time and I told Jason and what, one of the things that I uncovered in therapy is like you create suffering for yourself when you try to hold on to a reality that can't exist and doesn't exist. So I would fall into these like kind of spirals where I would go, I wish I wasn't an anxious person. I wish I wasn't wired this way. Why can't I just be normal like everyone else, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, I am wired this way. There is no, the more that I resist what the reality that is in front of me, the more I create suffering for myself. And so that was a huge aha moment for me. And the moment that I started to accept that anxiety is going to be a part of my life, it's going to be something that I manage and, and I don't even wanna say deal with anymore, but um, that, that I have to kind of dance with in my daily life the less suffering I created for myself and the easier it was to create a more constructive life around me. And so same with this whole thing, the more that you can, the more that you fight the reality that is in front of you, the more suffering you're going to create for yourself. On the flip side, the more that you can accept this new normal, the more that you can find constructive ways to um, create a happy life around whatever challenges that you're dealing with right now, I think the less suffering that you're going to feel. Yeah, and I just think there's so much to be said for the opportunities, not obstacles thing that we talk about a lot around here, which is this is all an obstacle for all of us in so many different ways. If you have kids, like we get it. Like we don't have kids, so we don't even know what you're going through. It's a lot more difficult, but you have to figure it out. Right. Like, you can't just curl up into a ball and say, well, I'm just gonna hide out and duck my head in the sand until everything turns the back to the way it used to be. Because 
most likely things are not going to go back to the way that they were a couple months ago for the majority of us. I think another important thing, um, I have a girls chat with my college girlfriends and we were talking about this idea that blends nicely with the new normal concept. And a friend of mine was actually visiting her parents in Florida while all of this stuff hit. And so for the foreseeable future, she is going to stay down there with her husband and her daughter and they're living in their, their self isolating with their parents. And so she said for the first couple of weeks of all of this, while like the news was coming in and everything, like she was basically on vacation because it was a trip. She's like, we were, you know, like I wasn't working very much. We were, you know, having cocktails every night. We were doing these dinners together. And it hit me this week that that actually is going to be like, I don't like a prolonged vacation. I need to return to some type of routine and normalcy for my own, just like productivity and mental health. And so she started kind of putting more parameters in place. And so I feel in a different way, I also treated the first two weeks of this sort of like, whatever you gotta do to cope with all of the changing information around you, fine, like, you know, do it. But there comes a point where you have to go, okay, this is now not just a temporary solution. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the grand scheme, it is temporary, but for, for the foreseeable future, I call it like settling in. Like what does settling in look like? If your kids are going crazy, again, not, not giving parenting advice, not having kids, this is just an example, but like if your kids are going crazy right now and you're like, I can't handle this, it's not gonna go away. It's not gonna change. It's not gonna magically be like, okay, next week, send the kids off to school. So the question is, what type of small changes can you try to be creative about every day in order to create some type of framework that will not drive you insane? So um, one example for me also is I've realized with the monotony, I really like the routine and I like the monotony. So I'm just, that's how my brain works. However, one thing I've noticed is like, I really miss like fun, like something to look forward to through the day where we used to, it used to be either like the gym or going out with friends or- what, Going out to eat. Going out to eat, yeah. these little- I don't think like, the gym was fun. Just no, to recap. No, but for you, I was trying to like combine. <laughs> um, the gym's we, not really fun for me fine, either. Fine, fine, fine. The gym was a bad example. <laughs> I was just making sure you were listening. But these little pockets of joy, right? And so my recent kind of idea is at like around 3 p.m. we get really good sun on our balcony. So for 30 minutes, I just, I put our, our beach chair on our balcony and I make myself a mocktail because I made you get supplies when you did your... Uh, grocery our store one run. Our monthly grocery trip. Our, our one monthly grocery trip. I make a little mocktail. I read a book. I sit outside. I get some vitamin D. And it's my little like mini vacation in the day. And again, I, we don't have kids. So I know like that might be completely out of the question if you do. But what is that pocket of yeah. joy? Is it, you know. Going to the gym. 30 minutes of reading a book in the morning. Is it doing a dance party at 3 p.m. with your kids? Is it you know, whatever those little things that you can look forward to so that every day you can wake up and go, oh yeah, well, I know at least at 4 p.m. I have this little moment to myself or whatever that is. Yeah, uh, well, I'll jump to that now because I think that's a good transition uh, before we get to what everybody wants to see, which is the bread that I made. Uh, <laughs> Which is, I asked our, our email list to reply back with anything that's helping them. And thank you so much to all of you who wrote back. I, I can't share everybody's reply because we'd be here for a very long time, which is awesome. Um, but some of the ones that stood out to me because they were also recurring themes. So Jacqueline, who's a Waymer, shout out Jacqueline. Uh, she said, taking daily walks and doing whatever makes her feel grounded each day. Mm -hmm. And I think for so much of us, myself included, 
you know, some days right now, it just feels really weird to work. Like I've been trying to work on our April curriculum. Uh, it's my job to do the first draft of it. And I'm like 75% of the way done. And normally for me, I can get to 100% completion on things very easily. But right now I'm just finding myself so distracted and I can't get like the time and the energy to focus. I know. But he's, instead, he's human. <laughs> only during a pandemic. <laughs> uh, but I, I find myself doing analog activities to break out of that. So mm -hmm. that's been baking bread. That's been you know fixing stuff around our place. It's been just tidying up or doing whatever or working on other things that just make me feel like okay, I am getting something done. It's that power of completion that leads to other things. And we do really like our daily walks. And daily walks for us are are crucial. I mean, we we were doing them before in the morning and now we've kind of moved into the afternoon and I think just finding that time to get some fresh air, get outside, you know, move move around a little bit because it's hard for I think all of us to do workouts from home unless you're just some type of superhuman who likes doing those Speaking things. Speaking of that, I want that to be our project next week is this like create some type of like little workout area maybe in the garage. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Christy, so this one was super interesting. So Christy runs a business called The Bug Chicks and they help kids to learn more about bugs. They do a bunch of like in-person stuff. Um, obviously looking so at cool. bugs under microscopes is really interesting. She actually talked about um, how sad she is that she can't show tarantula silk under a microscope. She's like, it's one of the most beautiful things ever. Why can't she show it under a microscope? On, Because it's hard to show on video. Oh, like she can show it in person, but right, she can't right, show right. it on video right, well. Right, right, right. So she, she really was distraught and what really helped her was to realize, okay, I can figure out a way to do this online and I know that the technology is a pain and like I'm not going to reach as many people and it's just different, but this is the way that I can do it moving forward. So I can still spread the message that we want to do it. I just thought it was a really fun, random thing that these women who are so passionate about sharing knowledge about bugs and teaching kids about bugs and they love bugs so much. Like Christy, I'm so happy that you love bugs so much. That makes me want to watch A Bug's Life again. Oh, okay. Uh, but I just thought that was Even a- Even though it has nothing to do with like the real lives of bugs. Yeah, a fun little mindset shift. Um, I mentioned Kim earlier. She was the, the woman who I was mentioning talking about shifting the work to weekends, even though she didn't want to do that with the new normal. And then Kate, uh, Kate was saying, and I thought this was actually one that a lot of people can resonate with is, you maybe get to this point where you're just tired of watching all the TV. Like you're tired of binging yeah. through it. Like you get, you get, it's like a little bit of gluttony, but yeah. with watching TV, it's like you eat so much food. You're just yeah. like, okay, I just don't want any more bad food. Except for donuts, you could probably eat those forever. Uh, but Mac she, and cheese. she basically said she stopped binging all the TV and started crocheting. She started running outside and slowing down on working through projects. So she had a bunch of projects she wanted to work on, but she wasn't working on them. And I think because she felt the pressure to get through them. And so now she's just kind of like piggybacking yeah. little things. Um, and I think it's just a really nice way to, to figure out what works for you during this time. Uh, and the other thing, shout out to Kate. Uh, she mentioned that she, she, well, I'm sure she didn't come up with this, but she was calling toilet paper booty gold in our emails. <laughs> And I Dad just died. The phrase booty gold to come out of this is just one of the, the hidden gems Great. here. So Fantastic. Uh, okay, so I think that leads us into uh, this little beauty that I wanted to share with everybody here. Now, from booty to beauty. Oh, wow. Look at that, you guys. This is my first, well, actually, this is the second loaf of sourdough because you make two loaves, but yeah. hold on. Wow. Oh yeah, the ASMR folks are gonna love that. ASMR. So, you know, there's a lot of things I can learn from this. It's really hard work to make sourdough, by the way. It's just ridiculous. Also, my hands got so dirty the entire he time. does not like dirty hands. Which I really don't like having dirty hands at all. So that was a big thing for me. But shout out to my friend Jen and Jeff, who I was texting the entire time. And then also all the YouTubers who've made 
I have too many sourdough videos. Like every, for the past <laughs> week, every time I look at what you're watching on TV, it is a sourdough YouTube video. And you don't eat a lot of gluten, but how was, uh, how was the sourdough? It smells so good. Yeah. yeah I, um, I'm gluten intolerant, not yeah. allergic. So I did have a piece this morning with my egg. I sacrificed yeah. my own body and well-being <laughs> in a time when my immune system is really important and it you was delicious best. and worth it. Uh, you did a great job, babe. I'm going to hopefully remember we should put this in the thumbnail. It'll be fun to have that. But yeah, it just, it, it was a lot of work but it was also one of those things that it's like rewarding when I finished it. You yeah. know, there's an outcome where you can see the fruits of your labor, you can enjoy them. Like my breakfast this morning was delicious. And I think just finding those things that can make you happy, even if like, I wanna keep making sourdough, but man, it's a lot of work. Um, but finding those things right now that just make bring a little bit of joy to your life, like you said, mm -hmm. I, I think are really important. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's it for all of our topics. We did mention we, we wanted to end with just like a, a trip down Zook memory lane, just for a random thing to end this on. Just cause we can. Yeah. And we've, we know there's quite a bit of like video footage and, and podcast episodes of us, but we realized there's probably some stories that we haven't told. Yeah. So what was one that you wanted to share? The one that came, up, came to mind for me was when I surprised you with a trip to New York City for your birthday. It's interesting that the first memory that you chose is one that makes you look really, really good. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't even think of it that accurate. way. I just thought of it as just like a fun thing to, to randomly bring up. So this was 2012, oh gosh. 2011 ish, maybe 2010. It's, I was wearing shirts no, was still for a living. At least 12. Yeah. I think 2012 is when we did this. Cause I think I actually was wearing Pepperidge farm shirt, uh, on the travel day. I remember that's how my memory works with the <laughs> Irish days. We should look up the video. I'm sure it's on there, but yeah, we... Uh, I was trying to think of that too because I was trying to remember the trip and no part of the trip do I remember like doing live oh, video. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't oh, yeah. remember taking video. Oh, you mean just, yeah, doing the Irish shirt yeah. stuff, yeah. Do you remember uh, the surprise itself? I think, if I remember correctly, there was a scavenger hunt around the house, uh -huh. which led me to a final clue that said something along the lines of like, pack a bag for a night. Yeah. And you wouldn't tell me the destination, so I had to pack for like tropical, but also <laughs> yeah. yeah, she kept asking me. I was like, can you give she, me like a time? And I was like, just pack whatever you think you need. We're only gonna be gone for a day though. So you just like, you don't need an entire suitcase. It was really suitcase. fun though. I mean, it definitely was like one of those things that you feel like you only see in movies. And yeah. you, we went to the airport. Yep, in the morning. And you still didn't tell the me. next morning. And we got through security and you still had the ticket, so I wasn't allowed to see. Yep. And then it was definitely like a moment I'll never forget of like, walking down and waiting for like what gate and I'm looking at all the destinations and all well, the I gates. Think, I think if I remember correctly, I didn't take us to the gate until it was boarding time so that we could get in line for boarding and that's when you would find out. Well, whenever it was that I found out, I do remember the moment it hit me that I was yeah. like, and so I saw like New York on the little marquee. Um, LaGuardia obviously. Which was such a cool just idea. And this is also like before a lot of my anxiety. So New York was like, Oh. Such a great place for me. And um, also just so I everyone- can't do New York anymore. Everyone who might be like, whoa, you guys are rich. This was fancy. Uh, the plane tickets I bought on Miles. So those were free. The hotel we stayed at for one night was a sponsor of Irish Shirt. Oh, it was. Got a room for free. The, literally the I only thing- I did love that we, hotel though. The only thing we paid for was food while we were there. Yeah. And then the next, so that was like really fun. And then the next surprise that you also had planned was we, when we got to the hotel, you said there's another surprise and you had got- I don't remember this one. Really? No. You had gotten us tickets to Jimmy Fallon. 
I completely forgot that what? that was that same trip. I, I mean, I remember us going to Oh my to God, Fallon. I'll never forget that. We went to Jimmy Fallon. Okay, you guys, this is also what I think is the best part about the story. I completely we get forgot to Jimmy this is the same Fallon trip. and we're like in the audience, which by the way, if you ever have the chance to like watch one of those late night shows live, I think it is so fun. Yeah. And but, also, I'll just be honest, we did not have the best guests. That, okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so Jason and I are in the audience. Also, if you haven't been to one, they have like a hype man who comes yeah. out before and like is funny. And I was like, I felt like I was at a comedy show. Yeah. I was like, oh, do, do No, he was a comedian. There are no, stand, stand up comedians. I know. Okay, that just reminded me of, that just reminded me of another part of the story. Anyway. Wow. And so then they're like, so so then they're like, okay, J like they they bring out the roots and yep. they bring out Jimmy, and we're like, woo! Also, the roots are the best part of that. Yeah, for sure. They also you, and you can dance during the like, commercial the, like, breaks, and commercials stuff. essentially. Yeah. But it's also because they tape it; it's like an eight-minute-long commercial. Yeah. Like, it's not like a thirty-second yeah. commercial. And um, so then they're like, and our guests tonight. And so you guys, these are the guests <laughs> that we just had the luck of the draw. Ricky Martin. Woo! I do not know. He did not perform. No, we didn't even he just sing. Did like a skit we did not with Jimmy. sing "Live in La Vida Loca." It was we so did not weird. Sing that. And then Piper Parabo or someone. She was on like a USA show, I don't even and she. That. And we just were both like, we knew, didn't know who she was. We were just yeah. like, cool. All right. But even with guests that we weren't like particularly excited about, it and was also, so fun. Yeah, like seven years ago, Fallon too. So like super yeah. early on, like not not now. I think where he's a lot more polished. But what I then just remembered also what made that trip was so great is. I remembered a comedy club from when I had been living oh, in New yeah, York yeah, yeah. in college. Man, we really packed a lot in on that And trip. I said, we should just see who's playing. And we looked it up online and it said, I think it says Aziz Ansari. And I was like, wait, what? And this was like right when Aziz Ansari was like getting really Again, big. Again, 2012. And so we went to the comedy cellar and because we couldn't get tickets online and we just said, hey, do you guys have any tickets left? And they said, no, I'm sorry. Like we don't have any left. It's completely packed. And we just sort of like hung around because we were just like, well, we don't know what to do now. We just sort of like hung around the outside. And this is you, this is I think one of the defining moments of you don't get what you don't ask for. Yeah. You were like, you went back up to the to the bouncer or whatever and you were like, hey, if there's any possible way that you have any tickets left or standing room or whatever, like. We're here. We're like, here. We'll, take it, yeah. we're, we'll just be around. I think we were going to go and eat next door. And she's like, actually, I'm really glad you came back and told me that because we're we're about to like close the doors and there's two seats that the people didn't show up. So you can come and snag those tickets. Yeah. And um, it was something along those lines. And so we got like literally four rows back. We got to see Aziz Ansari and he we also was got so to, funny. We also got to watch Colin Quinn be super drunk and not funny at he all. He was really drunk. <laughs> Just remember that being like- He pretty much bombed, honestly. Oh, it was but it was it, like watching Aziz live was super fun, especially back in those days because he was really at his prime. Just so. that whole trip was very magical and thank you for planning such a wonderful birthday surprise. You're welcome. Oh. Wow, we did a lot more than I remember. Also, my last thing about that trip was that all of my girlfriends, this is 2012. Jason and I have been dating for two years. Yeah. I'm 23. All of my girlfriends like, do you think he's gonna propose? Oh like, gosh! And I was like, little did they know. And I was like, no. I saved that. No, I do not. For the backseat of an I Uber. I do not think that he's going to propose. Please, everyone, stop saying that because he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that Zook trip down memory lane for another uh, episode, maybe of this or whatever. If that's you guys want to hear that one, feel free to leave a comment. That's another one of like we remember it a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which would be fun to His share. His and hers. Uh, all right. Well, I thought that'd just be fun to add a little trip down Zook memory lane just to relive uh, a memory, and and it was really fun. If and you guys like that, let us know. 
I don't know if it's that interesting to people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought it was lighthearted and just something that a lot of you have let us know if you've been watching this, that it is just a nice departure from hearing about the news side of all this stuff and actually hearing people just talk about how they're getting through it, which was the entire reason why we wanted to start recording these videos every week. And we hope it helps. We It's definitely helpful for us because definitely. we get to think back through all the things that we've been doing and try and share those with you and then get other people's uh, thoughts and ideas. And then also just break delicious bread. Obviously. You know what I mean? Like. I wish I Come could on. eat the whole thing. Oh, I do too. It's kind of rude, honestly. Yeah. Your that you can't, is, that you well, can't eat the whole thing? Well, your wife's gluten-free and you decide now to bring up like baking sourdough. It's just, it's a little it smells so insensitive. Good. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week.